great. You're, you're now initiated into being a runner because you had a crappy race. Like that is unfortunately just one of those things. This one's radio episode 784 starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, real quick before we dive into today's episode of the show, just want to remind you that one of the things that uh, I do make available when you need it, it's not something that you need to commit to long term or anything like that, is the old consult call where if you're you know struggling with something, not sure how to prepare for a race or coming back from an injury or not sure how to set up your training plan, whatever whatever it might be, whatever whatever issues that you're kind of dealing with at the moment. If you want to bounce some things off of me, um, maybe get some insight and, and it's, you know, a little bit more complicated than just doing a, an ask Diz question or Q and a question, or just a quick email or something like that. If, if it really is something where we need to get on the phone, kind of talk through some things a little bit, that option is available. Um, and all you got to do is head over to disruns.com slash consultation. Uh, the link's right there. All the information's right there. You, you sign up, you schedule a time that, that's, that fits on my calendar that's open to when you're available. And I give you a call. We talk for 20, 30 minutes, hopefully help you kind of figure out exactly what you need to do. And then you just go ahead and do it, right? Pretty pretty simple, pretty easy. Uh, the link is disruns.com slash consultation. If you've used it before, you can use it again. I know there's been a few of you and, and, and not casting any shade here, but there's been a few times where it's like, hey, can I schedule another one of these calls? Yes, of course you can. That's what they're there for. They're there for whoever wants them, whenever you want them, however frequently you want them. So if there's something that, that I can do to help you kind of talk through something, Whatever it might be, running running related or, or otherwise, but I, I I think it's probably most valuable for running related stuff. Um, Disruns.com slash consultation. If you have any questions on that, just let me know. But uh, without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey guys, uh, today's guest has been running for most of her life, but like a lot of us, I think her running has definitely morphed and evolved over the years. Uh, and in addition to discussions to discussing some of that evolution uh, within her running life, today's guest is also a running coach. And uh, y'all know how much I enjoy talking shop with my fellow running coaches. So needless to say, there will be some coach talk stuff going on today as well. Um, I've gotten to know today's guest a little bit uh, over the past year or so, as she's also a, a member of the uh, the Ultra Red team that I'm a part of, um, and I'm certainly looking forward to getting to know her a little bit more today. So, without any further ado, it is my pleasure to be able to welcome Ms. Morgan Hawkins to the show. Uh, thanks for joining us today, Morgan. Really appreciate it. Yeah, happy to be here. Thanks, Denny. Yeah, certainly looking forward to it. And guys, if you uh, enjoy today's conversation, want to connect with with Morgan and, and uh, engage in your own conversations, or find out a bit more about what she's got going on, follow along. All that good stuff. Instagram and Twitter, same handle, both places, which always makes it easier uh, than than when you got different handles for every different place. But uh, today it's really simple: Morgan Dallas, and then the number thirteen. M O R G A N Dallas, like the city. D A L L A S, and then just the number one three thirteen. Morgan Dallas thirteen on Instagram and on Twitter. And uh, as per usual, we'll have everything linked up in the show notes for today's episode, which you can get to by pointing your browser to disruns.com slash 784, disruns.com slash 784 to get back to the show notes for today's episode. So Morgan, the way we always uh, start off each episode of the show, the same the same question that uh, I, for some reason, it's like the one thing that's still stuck around since since day one to, to here we are, however many days later. Uh, but it's just, maybe it's because I actually wrote a good question back in the day and, and liked it enough that I decided to stick with it. Um, but it, it's, it's a fun question because it gives us so many possibilities of ways to branch out b- beyond it. But I uh, just have to ask and, and, and enjoy and actually looking forward to, to your answer because I, ha- I really have no idea where it's going to be, which sometimes that's the case. Sometimes I have a pretty good idea, but uh, got to ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? Well, lately it's been the marathon, uh, 26.2 miles. And I think that's because of 
how long I tried to get into the Boston Marathon um, and like everything that came around that. Lately, I've really enjoyed training for the 50K, but I think overall it's going to be the marathon. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, so so you, you brought it up. I, I, I assumed we would probably get there at, at some point, but uh, the Boston Marathon. So, so uh, like I said, like, I think what I've, what I've gathered from some Facebook posts in, in the, in the uh, Ultra Group over the, the year and, and uh, various other places that I've kind of gone through the archives and a little, uh, I don't know if you want to call it stalking or, or just prep. It's fine. Yeah. Preparation it, no, right, for the, the conversation. Go. Exactly. Um, but you ran, you ran Boston this year. What was, and, and the reason that I have to talk about it, that's, that's my, one of my big running goals is to qualify for Boston, run, run the race. Um, what was, what was that experience like for you? Uh, the experience training or the actual race itself? Cause they were very different. Well, <laughs> you teed that up for me. Let's, let's start at the training. Cause that, you got to do the training to get to the race itself. So what was, what was the, the training and the process of qualifying for Boston? Like, yeah, it, uh, well, it started back a couple years ago um, after I got out of college and I uh, ran my first marathon on like zero training pretty much. You know, I had done track all through high school and in college and I was like, yeah, I can run a marathon. Uh, zero nutrition, uh, no water. It was a great day. It was freezing cold um, and I finished in like four hours and 30 minutes. And uh, after I got done, I was like, I'm never doing this again. Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, like two years later, I decided to sign up for another marathon, obviously added a little bit more training in there and uh, very, very flat course in South Carolina. And I came within, I think, 30 seconds of the qualifying time. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe I can do this. (laughs) So um, after that, I really started to get into my actual running career as a coach and got my certification and tried to actually learn a little bit more about running and myself and then signed up for, or actually kind of got in randomly, uh, to mountains to beach marathon, uh, down in Ventura, California and went down with a couple of friends and my training for that. I knew that I needed to get all the key points. I really upped my strength training a lot. I was going to the track every single week and I was really being intentional with my long runs and getting them done and having like a practice race every single weekend, essentially with my nutrition and what I was going to wear shoes, all that fun stuff. And yeah, that was like the coolest day when I did finally qualify. But, um, the training leading up was, was pretty intense, which was fine. Um, but yeah, I qualified with a three eleven in the marathon, which, uh, this was last year. So the qualifying standard was uh, 335 mm-hmm. for women in the uh, 18 to 34 age group. So yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty awesome. I was really excited about that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it took me, uh, it took me a while to actually like comprehend that I had done it. Um, <laughs> I still was like, I crossed the finish line. And I was like, I, I don't actually know if the time's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it was an interesting day. Yeah, definitely. And, and, had to be it, once you realized or once you you confirmed that the, that the time on the clock was actually correct and, and yes. <laughs> uh, you know that, that that was legit um i'm sure it had to be pretty nice to not have to be one of the the poor folks that you know biting the nails and, and wondering like is it is it enough yeah the, the what are they, the squeakers i believe well, shoot, you don't even the, squeak in these days it's still term. five or six minutes like that's that's not to yeah. me that's not hardly squeaking but yeah what, what you know because like I've, I've worked with folks and and obviously know a lot of folks where it's like you know I got, I got four minutes, five minutes, six minutes. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I hope it's enough. And, and, um, and, and it always ends up being that, that it's at least in my perspective, like the, the cutoff ends up being more than I anticipated. So it was like, I thought these people were going to get in and they, they missed yeah. it by 20 seconds or 10 seconds or whatever. But with a 20, whatever it was, whatever the math, 24 minute buffer plus yeah. or minus a few seconds, like clearly that was going to be good enough. Yeah. I'm still the person that, uh, I didn't actually even tell like a ton of people, like I was like, no, no, I just, I just qualified. I'm not actually in yet, but, um, some of my more experienced runner friends and coaches were like, no, like you have a 24 minute buffer on a certified Boston marathon course. Like Mm -hmm. you're good. I'm like, no, 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 it's, it's definitely not happening. (laughs) So not until I got the acceptance email was I like, oh my God, this is happening. Mm -hmm. It's finally here. Right. And I, I want to get into what it, what it was like being there in, in just a second. But one thing that, that you mentioned that I want to, want to go back to, um, mm-hmm. 
the first the first marathon, not knowing what you're doing. Um, for some people, four thirty that'd be a pretty good day at the office. Some people, that's a pretty rough day at the office. But when you go into it not knowing, unprepared, untrained, underfueled, um, it's just it's just a bad day all the way around. And I can I can I mean I remember my first marathon was sounds like probably not a whole lot different than, than yours, except I was even slower than than that. But that's you know a conversation for another day. But the same same thing at the finish line. Like I am not doing this again. This was this was dumb. This this sucks. Like no 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 no. What uh what what brought you back to well, you know what? Maybe I'll, I'll actually do this again and, and maybe even train for it this time. Um, so I decided that because I was in school and, you know, I had like work and school and things like that, I was like, well, I'm just going to train for a half marathon. That was pretty doable. Like the long runs didn't kill you. You could still have a full day after your long runs and your training. So I was like, I'm just going to do that. And I did a couple half marathons and got my time down pretty far. I think I got down to like a 135, 137 range, which was pretty reputable coming mm-hmm. from, I'm a 400 meter sprinter, uh, down at my core. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I was like, that's, uh, that's pretty good. That's like in the top or percentile for women my age. So I kind of stuck around there. And, um, actually, um, the year of the Boston bombing, my, one of my good friends that I ran with all through high school and cross country went to the race. She is fine. Everything is good. She was not there, um, during the actual bombing, but that was like a game changer day for me to see in the news, all of the community that came together, like to support this race. And it really kind of like shown a new light on how important this race was to the running community. And I was like, I have to go to the Boston marathon. I just got to do it. I, I need to know what it's like to be there with that community. And so, so that was when the seed was planted and, and, you know, if, if memory is, is serving, that was, that was still a handful of years ago. So it took, it took, you know, you, you kind of glossed the story, made it sound like it was, at least my impression made it sound like it was just a couple of years that, that things happened, but this, this was, it's been a process for sure then. Yeah. My first marathon was 2013. I'm going to say 2012, 2013, somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I took a little bit of a marathon hiatus. And I think that's going back to your original question, why it is one of my favorite races, because so much work had gone into, I'm not going to say perfecting it because I don't know that anyone has perfected the marathon, Um, but in my mind, getting a lot better at it, at least anyways, and perfecting it for myself. So Right, right. So you, you put the work in, put years of work in to, to continue to improve, continue to learn more about what it's like to, to race 26.2 miles, get, the, get to the, the, the race, get across the finish line, three, 311. Eventually you, you recognize that, hey, this means I'm going to be able to go to Boston and, and go run that race. So uh, what, was, what was it like being in, in Boston? What was, what was the, the marathon experience like for you? Um. I mean, the course itself and the support that is there with you throughout every step of the race was phenomenal. I mean, if anyone ever gets a chance to, to go to Boston, like I assume you're going to go, but like just as a reinforcement for me, like <laughs> you gotta go. Um, because even just once in your lifetime to say that you've done it, like, yeah, the course is pretty rolly. It's a, a little bit more challenging than maybe I had thought going into it. Um, but yeah, the support that was there on the course and just the people who were there running it with you, it was that aspect of it was just crazy. I mean, even the, uh, the city of Boston mm-hmm. was so crazy. I remember after the race had my medal on, you know, hobbling around and, uh, getting onto the bus system. They're like, no, 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 here, like y- you take a seat, like you get on the bus, like people like, high-fiving you that even just because you had a medal on and they were like on their way to work that day. Like it was just uh, the coolest experience I can, uh, in my running career so far. That's awesome. That's awesome. What yeah. was your, uh, what was your strategy of the race? Were you, uh, I mean, if you're saying you're hobbling around, I'm, I'm guessing you kind of pushed a little bit, but were you, were you like hammering it or was it more of a victory lap type of thing? Well, I, <laughs> I intended to hammer it as you say, <laughs> but, um, my body had other uh, plans for that. Um, I woke up that morning uh, to thunder and lightning and it was pouring out. And originally I'm from upstate New York. um, So I know that uh, in the springtime when it rains, it's going to be that hot, dewy, like just kind of 
the air just sits on top of you mm-hmm. after that. And I was like, oof, it's going to be a muggy start for sure. Um, but they were predicting cold the week before. So I was like, eh, it'll be fine. So I wake up and uh, I'm getting dressed, getting myself ready. And um, my stomach had other ideas because before I had eaten breakfast, I, how do I say this nicely, but <laughs> threw up, threw up mm-hmm. <laughs> not knowing what it was from. And I was like, hmm, that's not a great start to my day. Uh, so I was like, oh, let's see, I got to get through breakfast, got through breakfast. Everything was fine. I was like, okay, well, maybe it was just nerves. Um, but n- now knowing that I was setting myself back on the hydration scale, I was like, I got to up that a little bit. And the bus ride to the start, um, I was like already sweating cause I had like my big rain poncho on cause everyone's like, it's going to be freezing cold and, uh, it's going to be pouring. And it was neither at the start. Uh, so I was already sweating and I was like, oh, well, keep drinking water. Got to the start. Everything was fine. Uh, you know, nerves were there. Uh, the corrals were, I mean, bigger than anything I've ever seen before, which was just really cool. Um, but the first six miles were okay. It was just very muggy and there was no air movement. Mm. So I was like, this is not going to like add well to my stomach issues. (laughs) Um, and at about mile six, I believe it was, I started to take my first nutrition and that didn't end well either. Uh, had to make a pit stop and, uh, that came up the same way. (laughs) So I was like, well, I can either just really slow this down and try to get through the race, uh, because otherwise if I throw up again, I'm going to be way too dehydrated to like bring myself back. Mm -hmm. Um, just as a coach, like all these things are running through my mind. If like, if I try to push myself and this happens again, I might not finish the race and I cannot not finish the Boston marathon. Like that's not an option. (laughs) Um, so I, uh, actually had a moment that morning. I'm like, do I bring my phone? Do I not? Because I don't have a, um, a bag drop to take to the finish line for you. Mm. So it's like, whatever you take with you, you're either taking with you on the run, <clears throat> excuse me, or, or, you're, dropping or you're dropping it there mm-hmm. and it's staying. So I was like, after I threw up, I was like, yeah, I'm bringing my phone. So I had that in my back pocket. And, uh, of course my, my mom and my dad, uh, my stepmom, um, my all time best friend and my boyfriend were all at the race with me. So that was pretty cool. Um, so I texted them and I was like, Hey, just threw up. Don't worry. I'm coming. <laughs> uh, which, which uh, when you put the words, don't, don't worry, just immediately <laughs> sets everybody at ease. And like, oh, she's throwing up, but she's fine. Ah, no yeah. Big deal. It's going to be okay. Uh, and they were at mile, uh, 18. So like right before heartbreak Hill and all that mm-hmm. fun stuff. Uh, and honestly, my stomach was okay. It was when I started to do any kind of uphill running that, um, heart rate would raise and it would just like start to boil my stomach essentially. And so anytime that I tried to push myself, it just like got worse and worse. And by the time I got to mile 18, I was like walking every half mile essentially. So I was like, all right, we're going to make it half mile and then we're going to take a walk break and then we're going to run another half mile. We're going to take a walk break. So needless to say, like plan A, B, C, and D were out the door at that point. This was, I just need to get to the finish line. Um, and the only thing that would stay down uh, in my stomach was actually those like a uh, dollar icy um, ice pops <laughs> that like random children were just handing out on the side of the, on the, side of the race. And I was like, aha, this will stay down. Sugar water. Great. Uh, but I got to mile 18 and... Uh, my boyfriend ran with me for a little bit and, uh, cause I couldn't, I was like, if I know if I look my mother in the eye, she's going to start crying and then I'm going to start crying. <laughs> so, uh, I was you're like, already I'm dehydrated. Just, you can't I'm afford like, to I lose anything there. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I just got to keep moving. And he jogged with me for a minute and I was like, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like I can barely stand up straight. There are thank you to the Boston marathon uh, photographers who caught me at my absolute <laughs> worst moments of that race. Um, they are not, please do not go look at the photos after this, uh, interview because they are not pleasant. Or, you know, if you want to see what sheer utter what, pain what looks like, go ahead and do that. Uh, but I could barely even like keep my chest upright because all I wanted to do was just like hunch over. And that's the only time I felt okay. And I was like, I, I don't know if I can get through this. And he's like, we don't DNF. That's, that's, we, we, we have to finish the race. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and then I, jog walked on. Um, but yeah, the last 
the only thing, honestly, that got me through was probably that last like two miles where, oh my God, the energy. And, you know, I had imagined for so long the finish of the Boston Marathon, you know, the, what's the famous saying there? Uh, last left on Boylston, like, you know, I had just been seeing that and I finally saw Boylston and I was like, Oh my God, it's here. Mm -hmm. And that kind of like brought the realization back just a little bit there. So yeah, I, I finished in, uh, was my time four Oh nine, which like I said, not necessarily a bad time, not my a time, about an hour, an hour slower than what I wanted to do. Um, but yeah, I, it took me a little while to accept that. Mm -hmm. Um, because you know, I'm a coach, right? I'm supposed to be this good runner. And I had gotten my 311, uh, and you know, you're supposed to only go up from there. So it took a little while and I was not super proud. I did not post on social for a little while about it. Um, but you know, I, it took me a minute and I was like, you know what? I went, I finished the marathon and I'm never going to like look back on that day. Obviously I can laugh about it now. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I came back this year and actually signed up for, um, mountains to beach again, the race that I had originally done the year before to qualify. Um, and it was, a it's Memorial day weekend. So it's only about what a month later. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I need a redemption race. My, uh, one of my other coach friends talked me into it. He's like, you just need to do it because the next race I was signed up for was, uh, the San Francisco marathon, which was in end of July. Right. And he's like, that's too much downtime. He's like, you're primed, you're ready. My body was fine. It was like, I had just done a very long Mm -hmm. training run. Mm -hmm. He's like, just do it. I was like, all right, let's do it. (laughs) Signed up last minute and went to run a 317, which <laughs> was, I was like, all right, great. Got my Boston qualifier for next year. Let's go try this again. So, so you're in it again for 2020? I am. I, awesome. as soon as that came out, I was like, you know what? I, I need to, I need to have a better experience. Right. So knock on wood. Let's, <laughs> let's hope anyways. Yeah. Don't whatever random thing that, <laughs> that you ate or whatever thing that you breathed or whatever, whatever random thing it was. Let's, let's hope that, uh, stays clear this time. And, and, you know, then you can go out and, and you can, you can have the choice yourself to hammer it or run it easy, not have the choice of running it easy, but be miserable <laughs> kind of made for you on that situation. Exactly. Yes. So that's, that was my experience at the Boston marathon. All in all, it was still a positive experience, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, not the time that I wanted, which, you know, you, every race cannot be your a race, which is what I preach mm-hmm. to, you know, all the groups that I coach and things like that. So not everyone can be your best race. Yeah. And, and that's, that's kind of what I was, was thinking. And, and I was maybe going to save this for a little bit later, but, uh, you know, whatever it, it, it's, it's on subject right now. Um, like, like I said in the, in the intro, you know, I, I, one of the reasons that I, I love talking to, to other running coaches is to sometimes learn something myself. A lot of times learn something myself, but a lot of times talk about things that maybe I've talked about before, but hear it from a different perspective and, and get some, some different spin on, kind of some, some common topics or, or common themes that, that maybe for whatever reason, people don't hear my words as well, but they hear it better coming from, from somebody else. Um, and, and a couple things with, with this that I would love to, to maybe dive into or a little bit, or at least touch on a little bit more. If, if it's not, if the wound isn't still too fresh to, to talk about, <laughs> about Boston a little bit, Morgan, but, um, the idea, like you said, of, of, of almost, I don't know. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but almost being ashamed or embarrassed of, of the time and not wanting to post about it because I'm a coach and, and you know, that, that type of, of, of situation. And, and and I get it. I mean, I've, I've been there. I, I, you know, my, my PR in the marathon is three fifty eight, So I still have a a good chunk of work to do. I I kind of joke, but I'm kind of serious. Like I need to get, you know, 30 minutes older and 20 or 30 minutes faster and 20, 20 years older. And, uh, I'll be, I'll be good to go for Boston. Um, but like I used to be kind of embarrassed to put that out there because like who wants a running coach that quote unquote only is whatever a four hour marathon or or whatever type of thing might be. Um, as a coach, we know that everybody can, can, and if you keep racing long enough, we'll most likely have a, a real bad race for one reason or another at some point. Um, how, how were you able to kind of 
for, for the benefit of the listener who is maybe in that situation right now or hopefully not, but may eventually find themselves in that situation where they, they feel like training has gone well and they're ready. And then they go out there and some, you know, the weather or some random tummy bug or whatever, step off the curb, coming off the bus and roll your ankle. Like whatever it is that, that just throws, throws things sideways from the beginning, um, for, for the benefit of that person, like how were you able to kind of work through it to where, to the point where it sounds like you are now where like, yeah, it, obviously it sucks. It wasn't the race that you wanted, but like, Hey, it happens. It's life. It's running like kind of have to move on. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, you're not wrong. I was definitely embarrassed of that time. Um, because that's just not, that's not a me time, right? Mm-hmm. Like it was about an hour slower than I had run before. And of like, of course, my bad race had to happen at Boston. So I took a little bit of a pity party there for just a minute. Um, (laughs) But um, I was, I mean, I guess if it's something like that you can't control, I try to plan out everything as best as I can to my training, to my nutrition, everything, um, to what my race day outfit is going to be. I'm a very, like, I like to make lists of things that I need. So this happened to be nothing that was really my fault. Mm -hmm. And I had to kind of just look at it like that and yeah, just work through that acceptance. Um, but also just try to celebrate the run. Um, you know, I made it through, try to look at the positives. I got to the race, right? Like I know that that time is not going to define me. So I had to look at that and I made it through the race Mm -hmm. and it showed that I could really push myself even in times of like pain and, you know, mental negativity. So mm-hmm. I kind of turned it around and tried to look at it that way, at least that I did pursue and make it through. Um, and all in all, like I, I ran the Boston marathon, right. like also like I, you can't really have that big of a pity party for yourself. You're like, Oh, I didn't do that. Well, at the Boston marathon, <laughs> while there's people like yourself who are like, I would die to get yeah. any time at the Boston marathon. I'm like, you know, that's, that's true. You're just going to have to like get through it. And, uh, a, a, not a funny story, but, um, so tracksmith will, uh, make you a little poster. Um, there, oh, you know, do you know what tracksmith is? Mm-hmm. I guess I should have framed with yeah. that. It's a running but, clothes. Yeah. Company. For the benefit that don't. Yeah. Quick, a quick, <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> running clothes company, um, based in Boston or new England. I believe mm-hmm. it's Boston. We'll say new England though, in case I'm wrong. Um, and they'll like, it says Boston on it and big letters and it's all printed out and they print the time on the bottom. And, um, my friend who's run the Boston marathon before was kind of like our tour guide the whole time. And he was like, do you want to go over and get it? I was like, no, like absolutely do not want to do that. Why would I want that number printed Mm -hmm. on a piece of paper that is two feet by two feet? Like, no, I don't want that. And, uh, later that day he, uh, he actually went over and got it for me and, uh, said, here, you're going to want this. And I was like, fine. So (laughs) it now hangs on my wall and I'm very happy that I have it. Mm -hmm. Um, but it did take me a while to like unwrap it and like hang it on the wall. Um, but I am very proud of it now, um, because it is, you know, a memento to that crappy race and, (laughs) uh, makes me, you know, think about it every day, which I should, you should think about those bad experiences. They do push you forward and want to make you better. So that's how I look at things. Gotcha. Or at least try to. Yeah. <laughs> after well, after a pity party. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's that's you know it's it's natural it's normal like you, you know you're you're disappointed you're upset like you know I mean you you, di- you didn't have the race you wanted so you know it's it's natural to have those type of emotions. Um, again, for maybe somebody who's kind of in that that type of situation right now, um, or again, hopefully won't be, but maybe will be at some point in the future. How long did it take you to kind of? work through it and for lack of a better way of saying it kind of get over the the fact that you ran an, about an hour slower than what you had hoped for um i mean it did help that i went and ran a month later mm-hmm. um for the next marathon that that did help me a lot um because i was like okay my fitness is here i ran a 317 a month after running a 409 like that kind of put me in a bit of a better mood so probably after that race um I definitely bounce back. So if you're in that situation, maybe go run a race that unless you're injured, like that's a different story. Um, but 
I definitely think like just getting back up on the horse, you know, um, will definitely help. Even if it's like, if you're training for a marathon, like go run, um, something a little bit faster, maybe Mm -hmm. something that, you know, you're good at just to like build that confidence back up. Um, and in all reality, I probably should have done, um, a race before Boston to like get those pre-race nerves out of the way, mm-hmm. kind of like get myself back into racing mode. Cause I hadn't raced uh, a road marathon since, uh, the SF marathon the oh, year previous, right. so, uh, which was in July. So from July to February or, uh, excuse me, from July to, um, April, April. when Boston marathon is, mm-hmm. I hadn't raced a road marathon. I'd done some trails, but yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, and I, I just wanted to, to, touch on that briefly because it's, it's, you know, it's one thing to say sometimes even to say to yourself, like, I just need to get over this and move on. But like more often than not, that doesn't happen in a 24, 48 hour type of window. Like no. it, 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 it can take a while to work through it and, and, yeah. and that's okay. That's part of the process as well. Yeah. Uh, also like having to tell my story to so many people <laughs> when I got back, when I got back into San Francisco, uh, you know, the more times I like told it to people, uh, the more I was like kind of accepting it, mm-hmm. you know, um, I had to talk about it. Right. It's just one of those things you gotta, you gotta let it out. And, uh, you know, it's everyone in my community was just like, yeah, but you went like, how awesome was right. the race and kind of asked me the positive things about the race. And so like, like I said, I do see now the positives in that race, obviously. Um, and that definitely helped me, uh, get over that from, um, from a coaching perspective, when, mm-hmm. when you have an athlete that has, whether it's a bad race or they're dealing with an injury, wh- whatever it is, when, they, when, they, when one, of you, one of your athletes is dealing with a disappointment and they're kind of in the midst of that struggle and, and trying to you know, wonder if it's worth it or am I, am I worthy, am I capable, those, those types of, of struggles, yeah. how, how do you come at that from, from a coaching perspective? Um look at their background a little bit. Um, was this race like, even though it wasn't great, was it an improvement? Right? Like maybe they did something better than they've done their last race. Mm. They, their nutrition game was better. We look at the positives, um, you know, like, Hey, you know what? Maybe the time wasn't great. And that's just something we're going to work on for the next one. Like ask them, like, do you want to be a runner? Yeah, most people are going to, if they're coming to me, like, right. yes, that's what they're here for. I'm like, great, you're, you're now initiated into <laughs> being a runner because you had a crappy race. Like, that is unfortunately just one of those things. Um, you're, you're never going to beat running. Running is always going to win. Some days you might get a little bit of a leg up on it when you have a good race. But, like, you got to respect that you're running 26 miles. There's so many times for something to go wrong. Like, everybody has a bad race. You know, there are elites that drop out of Mm -hmm. the Boston marathon every single year, you know? So if my athlete has gotten through the race and we look at the positives, we're like, all right, we don't need to work on that. We just need to work on this little area. Maybe it's our training. Maybe, maybe it was the nutrition. All right, we're just going to try some new things. So we don't, I just like to pick it apart a little bit and find the positives in it and, we just keep going. Injury is a, is a different story, obviously, mm-hmm. um, depending on what it is. We sit down. We try to look at what the injury is. How do we fix it? How do we make it stronger coming into the next race? Yeah, there's there's always so many things to, to learn. And, and it sounds like your, your take on it is pretty much this, the same as, as mine is. And, and again, a lot easier, I think, from the outside than from the inside. It sounds like as, as a coach, you got this on lockdown. <laughs> yeah. when, when it happened in, in Boston, uh, it was a little bit more of a struggle for you. But it's like, look at the positives. Like, look at the things that, that did go well, whether it's training, whether it's certain aspects of the race day. Like, there's, there's more often than not, there's going to be, there's going to be ample positives. It's that one or two negatives that, that, you know, that resulted in the time on the clock that you didn't want. Um, and we get so focused there and, and it's human nature cause I do it too. I'm, I'm certainly not trying to, to, uh, come across as, as anybody's definition of perfect on this front, because I'm, I am yep. right there with you that it's, it's, it's so difficult when it happens to your, to, to you, when it happens to me personally, to be like, 
all right, well, you know, it just happens and everybody has a bad race and, and I'll be fine. Like, no, like it, it sucks when, it, when you're in the no. moment. <laughs> you, you have to have that uh, period of grief mm-hmm. for the race. Like <laughs> we need to lay it to rest and move on to the next one. Set yeah. our sights forward. And like I said, yeah, it was, it did not happen like that. I definitely had a week where I just didn't even want to talk about the race. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, now now it's okay. And you know, we, I've made my peace with it. Right. So, right, right. Um, shifting back a little bit to, to some of your, your pre Boston story. Um, and, and something that you said that, uh, I think I picked up somewhere on, on the internet as well, but I, I'd love to dive into it a little bit more that you're a, a 400 meter runner at heart. And, uh, you mm-hmm. know, obviously now 26.2 is kind of your favorite race. You're dabbling in some of the 50 K stuff a little bit. Like, uh, you know, what, what's the evolution from, on the track, 400 meters to um, roads and trails and, and 26 miles and beyond. Uh, I mean, I wish it was like a cooler story. Um, <laughs> but but uh, so my high school was very small. Uh, we had 10 girls on the cross country team. Um, that was it. Uh, track was pretty much the same way. We did not have our entire boys and girls team of all of the like varsity and JV all fit onto one bus. Mm. Um, so I was used to having to do multiple different events, even if they, uh, didn't coincide with each other as in I pole vaulted. Um, I did the 400 hurdles, uh, the 400 and then generally the, uh, one of the relays mm. in outdoor track. Cause you can do four events mm-hmm. and then indoor it was, uh, pole vaulting, uh, the four by four and then like whatever other race they needed me to do for us to get points. That was generally like the thousand or the 600 meter dash, which <laughs> like, yeah, let's just train for all of them. It's fine in, uh, in New York when it's 20 degrees in the winter. So, um, but yeah, so I carried the 400 hurdles that one and pole vaulting stuck with me, um, through my freshman year of college. And, uh, I transferred schools after freshman year and they didn't actually have a track program. Mm. And I was like, well, now what do I do? Uh, <laughs> so I was like, I want to keep running. I, like, I, I guess I should. I kind of like this thing. Uh, so that's when I signed up for my first, or I did like a couple 5Ks, I think. And it was just not like, you know, I'd been used to being on a collegiate track team with mm-hmm. specialty workouts and, you know, two-a-days and things like that. And like training for a 5K, I obviously didn't know much about If I knew what I knew now. Uh, training for a 5k, yes, can be very in depth, but I was just like going on like five mile runs, getting ready for a three mile race. And like, I was like, this isn't really doing it for me. I need (laughs) something more. Um, so I signed up for my first half and, um, that actually went pretty well for a first half marathon. Cause once again, I was able to train for it. It's this Mm -hmm. distance that is kind of that sweet spot where I try to get, um, if someone's really struggling in the marathon or like wants a little bit more, like it's great. You can have a full-time job or be in school and train for a half marathon. And it's not going to like completely devastate you throughout the week. So, um, I did that and, uh, yeah, it spiraled from there essentially into those marathons and things that I did. Um, and it wasn't until I moved to San Francisco two years ago when I started the trails. Mm. Um, It was never really a thing where I lived, uh, upstate New York, not really, or I didn't really know that much back then when I was uh, there, I was in high school and whatnot. I had other things going on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then, uh, I moved to, I was living in, uh, Florida, so not a ton of trail running in Gainesville, Florida. I mean, Mm. I guess I know there is, but like, not really. Um, and then I was in, um, Charleston, South Carolina, once again. It's like below sea level you're living at. <laughs> right. uh, the only hill was the, the uh, bridge. So, uh, and then I moved out here or I came and visited my best friend out here and, um, I was like, let's go run the golden gate bridge. You know, that was like the coolest thing to do. Right. Mm-hmm. A bucket list run. And we got to the other, the Northern side of the bridge. And I was like, there's like a lot of hills over here. I'm like, that's not what I expected for I just ran across the Golden Gate Bridge. Like, I didn't know anything. This is the mm-hmm. furthest west I had ever been in my entire life. Um, I was like, what? Like, are there people running up there? She's like, yeah, it's like, I think it's called the Marin Headlands. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And went back home and uh, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> this is right next to San Francisco. <laughs> there's trails and there's, like, 
races every other week up there. And I was like, that looks like so much fun. Um, so moved to San Francisco two months later and, uh, went on my first trail run, uh, about a month after I had moved here. And I was like, this is awesome. This Mm -hmm. is so crazy. I was like, I love this. And then, uh, signed up for my, uh, first 50 K, um, a couple months later. So, (laughs) yeah. Gotcha. Do you feel like, and, and, and I have, I don't know if I have strong opinions on this, but I I have some, some leanings if nothing else, but I'll save my leanings until after I hear your answer. So I don't sway, (laughs) don't, don't influence the witness or lead the witness at all. Okay. Um, Okay. Do you feel like mixing in the occasional 50 K, um, and, and, basically running farther than the 26.2 mile distance is something that's, that's good for, or at least maybe not good for, but can be beneficial Mm -hmm. for the, for the marathoner to where it's, it's, it's kind of like, Hey, you know, I've, I've done, you know, with, with anybody who who runs a lot of ultras knows that 50 K could be anywhere from like 30 to 35 miles. You know, it it kind of depends on, depends (laughs) on the course. Um, but you know, I've, I've done something in that 30 to to 35, I've I've gone beyond 26.2, like not just like, cause I didn't run the tangents, but like actually miles past that. Um, do you feel like that's, that, that can be a benefit and asset to runners in general? And, and have you found that that maybe is, is helpful for you specifically? Yeah, for sure. I, I wouldn't suggest, I don't know how many there are, but I would not suggest a road 50 K. Um, to me, that just sounds, but lack of a better word, terrible. Uh, <laughs> that's just a lot of pounding on the body and the, like a lot of road impact, but 50 K on the trails for sure. Um, not only do you run past the distance, you're probably time on feet is much more than you're going to be, especially if it's trails. Um, I, my fastest 50 K right now is five and a half hours. So, you know, I was on time on feet so much more than obviously my normal marathon time. Um, but also the different kind of training, um, live, being able to live in San Francisco, you can run all year round. Mm-hmm. You can train all year round because the weather allows you to. And for me, that's a little dangerous because I know that I would, <laughs> and I know that that's, that's going to be too much. Like you can't, you can't, you can't train all year round for years and years and years. Um, it's just not doable. Um, I know that my body would break down. So I try to, well, this is like my second year doing it, but I trying to transition my summers to be trail running. Mm. So to get a little bit more time on feet, but a little less impact on the body, but also you're building a lot more strength, um, going up and down the Hills. You're working on a lot of stability training, um, that lateral side to side movement, um, really, um, initiating all of those little stability muscles that we don't tend to work, uh, when we go on the road, cause the road is just like, you know, one foot in front of the other, right. same motion repetitively for 26 miles. Yeah. Maybe there's a couple little Hills, um, a few turns, but it's not, sharp turns and jumping up and, you know, using all those different muscles. And I definitely was stronger coming into, um, my spring season this year. And for sure, I think that running, so I ran a 50 K in December of last year. So a couple months before Boston. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I think running that and having that time on feet training and being able to eat during a race and mm. know how to fuel a lot better. Because before that, I would like take I don't know, five sips of water during my marathon yeah. and have like one, one goo with me. And now I'm like, I'll take five spring energies, please. <laughs> um, and like a gallon of water. Um, so I think that going into Boston, obviously I didn't know how long I was going to be on my feet, but being on my feet for four hours is nothing that I had practiced in my marathon training because why would I? Mm-hmm. Um, but in my 50 K training, obviously some of my long runs were that long. So I think that that aspect of it, the endurance, the just being able to like, yep, this really sucks, but I'm just mm-hmm. going to keep putting one foot in front of the other until I get to the finish line that helped tremendously. Yes. So for sure, I'm all for trails. Yeah, I, I am too. I, I've uh, I, I, I know this kind of f- flies counter to some of the the running prevailing running wisdom, um, <laughs> and, and obviously you know all all in in um, there's a lot of variables that they go into those types of things. But yeah, I mean, I just kind of feel like like the more times you do something, 
kind of the, the easier it gets. Um, and, and again, you need to be intelligent and, and listen to your body and, and not ask too much of yourself all the time. But like, if, if you're trying to, if you're trying to chase down a Boston qualifying time, um, there's something to be said for running a 50 K once in a while. Mm -hmm. I, I just, from like all of the, the physical reasons you mentioned, but to me too, I think it's just, at least for me personally, there's been a mental, a confidence boost of like, I've, I've dug deep to finish a 50 K before when I didn't really mm -hmm. want to. And I still had four miles to go. And at that point I'm already at mile 28 and there's, there's four miles to go or whatever, yeah. you know, whatever we're going to be. So like if I'm at mile 23 and I don't really want to get, you know, I'm struggling at the marathon. It's like, well, shit, that's only, that's only a 5k more. It's only three, 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 whatever, three point something more miles to go. Um, yeah. I can do this. So I, I just, I just think there's a lot of, a lot of potential benefits. Obviously there's some risks, but if you do it smart, do it intelligently. I think there's a lot of benefits to it as well. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And I actually just, um, my two weeks, three weeks out from, uh, my last 50 K, uh, or yeah, I just finished one about two weeks ago okay. is what I was trying to say there. <laughs> um, and, uh, that was the longest race of my entire life because it was extremely steep. It had like 10,000 feet of elevation gain in the 50 K. And, uh, that was a eight hour race for me. Mm. So, um, I had very many, many, uh, do I want to call it breakdowns? Yeah, we'll call it <laughs> mental breakdowns. Um, from mile nine to 13 where it was, um, they call it a VK. It's, it's essentially is a 45 degree angle Oof. and you were hiking up it from, yeah, for about four miles. And it was almost about 4,000 feet of elevation gain in those four miles. Um, so that was pretty terrible. And, um, but you know what, like came back to, I mean, I got to mile like 13 and I'm like, how am I four and a half hours into this race? And I'm not even halfway <laughs> through yet. This is going to be a bad day. No, it ended up really well, but, um, yeah, that's like a huge confidence booster for me, like finishing that race and actually finishing it strong after like all of the hard stuff that I had to go mm. through. And yeah, so I, I completely agree. It's definitely a, a mental boost, but also like so much fun. Right. <laughs> Like right. the trail community. And the, I mean, I don't think that you're, do they even like let you be an ultra on the team without like running trails? Uh, I think I was like <laughs> one of, there's very few, uh, ultra runners who are, uh, strictly just road. Right. right. Um, so I like being, uh, I like being a little diverse there. Um, but like, it's fun and it kind of gets you out of that, like super calculated, um, flat racing and road mm -hmm. racing where, you know, you're looking at your watch every couple of seconds and you're really just focused on like the next mile, the next mile on the trails. I'm like, Oh, this is pretty. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, obviously you're digging deep and things like that, but I mean, you get to run in gorgeous places and the trail community is, you know, very supportive. And, you know, anytime that I was like pulled over and, you know, wanting to die on the side of the course. <laughs> um, you know, so many people are like, Oh, you got this, you got this, like, come on, let's mm -hmm. go. And I'm like, okay, I got this. Um, not to say that it's not like that in road racing, uh, but it's definitely on the more competitive side. Um, trail racing is definitely, um, you know, this huge community of people who are like, yeah, this is really going to suck, but we're going to do it together. So, right. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just different. And, and I mean, I've, I've, probably done a terrible job trying to explain it and it's 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 something that, that i mean you just like talk to lots of people like yourself other folks from from the red team other folks from just other other areas of of the running world as well that have done a bit of both and and um you know comparing and contrasting it's it's always like like both communities are great but boy the the trail community is just it's just something there's something yeah. a little different there and it's, it, yep. and maybe it's, it's a, a, a personality thing too. Cause I, I dig, cause I'm just like laid back, like chill, like, yeah, whatever. Like, you know, if you, if you, <laughs> should we start the race now? Should we wait another 10 minutes? Like, yeah. Yeah, whatever, <laughs> like, like, let's just, let's just rock and roll. Um, yeah. and, and that's, that's definitely the, the, the trail, the trail vibe, at least every trail race that I've been to. Yeah. I, I'm still uh, very new to the trail world. Uh, that was only my second 50 K. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I completely agree. It was, uh, it's just an experience that I think if you want to continue to run, um, and you're looking for some kind of a break 
from running, but don't really want to do anything else. Um, I'm not a super coordinated person. Well, <laughs> I like to think that I am. I'm not. Um, so other sports to me don't really call out, mm-hmm. um, which I think that if they do, that you should definitely find other avenues of exercise that don't include running. Um, especially if you're, um, looking for some downtime because a lot of runners uh, as a coach will come to me and like, I just want to do run specific things. I'm like, well, that's no, um, (laughs) I, you need to do, to be a good runner, you need to be a well-rounded athlete because I always try to make a scenario like you're running down the road. Okay. We live in San Francisco. There's a lot of things to avoid on the streets. Uh, so I'm like, say some obstacle comes up and you need to like suddenly jet to the side or jump over something. I'm like, if you're doing run specific training, which is just in that forward motion, your body is not ready for that lateral jerk that you have to do. So like become a well-rounded athlete from head down. Like let's work on that side to side movement. Let's work on some power moves. Let's work on some speed you know, agility, things like that, so that you can be a well-rounded athlete and then you're ready for any obstacle that comes up with your running. I totally agree with all of that. And, and it's, it's definitely something that, that, yeah, like you, you know, trying to get people to see a little bit broader picture is, is Mm -hmm. a challenge sometimes. Um, and I know we're starting to run close on, on time here, so we we get out of here pretty quick, I promise you. But, um, (laughs) because you brought that, brought that up, do, do you have, um, I don't know if uh, quite the right way to, to ask this, but like, where did that, where did that idea, that, 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 um, value of being an all around athlete, not, not just a forward runner, but somebody who can go side like, like, where did that come from for me, for you? Uh, Cause I feel like that's, a, that's the thing that, that some coaches, um, certainly lots of, of runners, it's just like run, 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 run. Um, mm-hmm. and it's, it's so refreshing to hear, yeah, running is good, but we also, you know, like you said, like there could be a, a dog or you're on the trail. Goodness, good. No, it was on the trail. Like there's always random stuff you're jumping over or moving around or, or things like that. Um, but, but where was that instilled in you as, as a coach and as a runner to, that, that being well-rounded is, is better than just being just running all the time? Yeah. Um, I mean, it probably started, uh, in college when I was on the track team and we would do, we would have specific strength training days. Um, but I, I mean, I also did study, um, kinesiology, Mm -hmm. so how the body moves and things like that. Um, so, um, it it just makes sense from a science side, um, you know, to be a stronger runner, you have to build strength and you're not going to build strength just by running. Mm -hmm. Um, it's also translated into um, one of the other jobs that I work at, which is an online um, running company called The Run Experience. And uh, working with my colleagues there, I mean, that is one of our biggest pushes for people for not primarily an injury prevention side, but it, yes, from an injury prevention point of view. Um, you know, if you look at athletes, you know, take a poll of who's injured. I'm like, well, what else are you doing to prevent this injury? And they like look at me like, what are you? <laughs> what do you mean? What else do I, I run? What, I'm what a runner, <laughs> so I run. <laughs> I'm like, okay, great. Let's add in some strength training. Like, you know, doesn't and I think that as runners, we're like, they assume when I say strength training, they're like, it's got to be like CrossFit and like big stuff. And like, yes, I I've done CrossFit before, mm-hmm. and I love it and it's fun. Um, but like, it doesn't have to be that intense to start out with. Like. Right let's just do some body weight stuff. Like let's just build strength in your body so that you can handle the mileage. Like I said before earlier, you got to respect the distance. If your body's not strong enough to handle 26.2 miles, you're going to break down. You know, Uh, like I said, if something comes up, you have to move around it. You're not going to be strong enough. The strength is not there. The, the muscles aren't like prepared for any of that. So and personally, adding in strength training the past couple of years is helped me immensely. Um, I feel stronger, uh, especially like going up hills or like the last mile when I have to like really push mm-hmm. or, you know, things like that. Even in the trail racing where like um, 
using upper body strength because I had to use poles and like climb essentially, right. uh, things like that. Um, it's going to help your body not break down as well during the end of the race. You know, we all have that like really pretty picture at the beginning of the race. And then like the end of the race, you have that like awful hunched over, (laughs) um, everyone knows what we're talking about, uh, that photo. And it's just like, yeah, if you build in that strength training, we're going to like get that body up taller. Mm -hmm. We're going to be in that nice, good run position, the entirety of the race. And that's going to make you stronger and like easier to run. So we don't, we don't want to just like get through the race. That's normally what I ask people. Like, do you just want to like finish or do you want to finish strong and proud and happy with the race? So they're like, well, yeah, obviously that one. And and to be able to function the next day too, and not be just completely wiped out. (laughs) That too. That helps. Definitely. Um, can you, can you tell us a little bit more about the the run experience? I I had planned to get into that big time and then, you know, as, as things happen and and we kind of wound and wove all over the place, but, um, can you touch on that at least for a couple minutes before we wrap up? Yeah, of course. Um, so as a company, um, founded by, uh, two guys out here in San Francisco, Nate and Craig, and essentially it's come from Nate's background of just that he was an athlete, a triathlete all through his younger years. Uh, not that he's old. Oh my God. He's going to come here. I'm sorry, Nate. Um, when he was in school, uh, and he was consistently injured. And, you know, I remember him saying like his coaches would be like, well, I guess you're just out for a little while. And he was like kind of on the sidelines, like sad kid, like, well, what do I do now? And, um, kind of found his own way and through research and things like that, like adding in strength training is super important. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, so the run experience is where you're an online running community where we have, we mostly do, um, online content, uh, in the form of YouTube videos, um, through run form, strength training, mobility, nutrition, like how to breathe when you run, how to make a faster 5k, like honestly, any topic that you would want, um, around running injury prevention, it's on there. Um, we also have, um, training plans that are not your typical, um, cookie cutter training (laughs) plans where it's just like, if you look at like a lot of the more basic run plans, it's just like run this every day, you know, run. It only gives you run. We add in the mobility. We add in the strength training, the warm ups, the cool downs, like everything that you would need to become a well-rounded runner. Um, we also have like nutrition on there as well too, to like add in as well. So, um, yeah. And then we also have, we just came out with an app. So it was pretty cool. Um, where you can just have it on your phone. And if you want to do like singles workouts, you can just go in there for a quick workout, 30 minutes in and out. Um, so yeah, it's, it's very cool. Um, it's all, um, primarily based online. Uh, we are based here in San Francisco. That's where we do our filming, but, um, everything is online and yeah, it's just a great running resource. Like your one-stop shop for everything that you would need running. And, uh, the run experience.com is that, is that the right link? Yep. That's it. And that's what it is on, um, Instagram and, uh, YouTube as well too. If you want all, all of the content on YouTube is completely free. Awesome. Um, our, we do have training plans that are paid. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, yeah but everything, the content is, um, on there. Awesome. Awesome. Well, definitely always, always love good resources, uh, to, to encourage people to check out cause you can never, never get enough good stuff out there. Um, and there's a lot of not good stuff out there. So <laughs> try to point yes. to the good stuff. So check out the run experience.com guys. If you want some more information there, um, or just, just check it out for, to learn, learn some, some good habits, some good things to practice. Um, yeah. go ahead. Sorry. Oh, and I was going to say, you'll, well, you'll see me on there. I'm in a couple of the videos, uh, at least anyways. So if you want to learn from me, <laughs> there you, go. There you uh, go. There you go. It's right there for you. All right, Morgan, last, last question. I promise I, I, I yeah. was, was going to try to skip this because you know, it, it is, it is a little bit long, but, uh, if, if I do, I'll get, I'll get grief for not asking my typical kind of closing question here. So I like to ask with a, or close with a philosophical question, which sounds, oh, okay. sounds crazy, but it's, 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 <laughs> it's just kind of like the introductory question, something, something pretty open-ended. You can take it long, take it short, whatever, whatever you want to do. And we'll wrap it up. And it's kind of a, a, a terrible ish question. Um, anyway, right. I'll, I'll, I'll admit that I'll, I'll put that out in front because it's, I'm going to ask you to predict the future a little bit, but, um, okay. you know, 
you're still kind of new to this whole trail running scene, but you're you're getting involved in it. You're liking it, from what I can tell, at least. You're you're enjoying the time out on the trails. Um, how far do you think you you know predicting the future, putting putting the uh, the Nostra, Nostradamus hat on here? Um, you know, you, you've got a couple of fifty k's under your belt. How, yeah, how I know. Far, I know where this is going. How, yeah. <laughs> how far on the trails do you see yourself going? Are you going to be one of those really crazy uh, people that goes, you know, hundred hundred plus miles at some point, maybe, or 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 where do you see? You know, not not that you have to to follow through, but at this point today, put the stake in the ground. What, what do you see your your ultra running future looking like? Oh man, this is on the internet forever, though, right? Um, it is. I, it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's. Uh, n- a hundred miler has not, not been like on my brain before. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I would like to foresee a hundred miler in there. I, I can't even imagine a hundred miler. I can't even <laughs> honestly imagine a 50 miler. So right. saying, predicting the future to go over a hundred miles to me is like, I would have no idea what that would even foretell. Like what they just had the Tahoe 200. Mm-hmm. A few weeks back, I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I, what indeed? Um, I do have a friend who, uh, uh, Ryan, who actually came in in second in that race. Wow. Uh, he's an Instagram friend. He's based here in San Francisco. And like, whew, like and he was running like two weeks later. It's like, oh, I feel great. I'm like, I have no idea how you're even standing. But um, yeah, I, the challenge of a hundred miler just seems just crazy enough for me to want to do it. Um, I think if you ask a few of my, uh, runner friends here who have seen my excitement towards trails, um, that question was asked, um, about a couple months ago. And, um, I did, I will quote a friend who, um, asked another friend who said, Hey, how far do you think Morgan's going to go next year? And his immediate answer was something like, I foresee a 50 in 2020. And I was like, oh, all <laughs> <laughs> Like not even skipping a beat. So it's uh, it's definitely on the radar and on my brain. Um, but yeah, I think for me, it's always about the challenge and how far can I push myself. And honestly, with this past 50K that I did, that took eight hours time on feet. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, wow. I, and I finished it strong, which was the weirdest thing that I feel like I could ever say. Like, yeah, it was finished eight hour race, like feeling pretty good. Like, um, that actually gave me a little bit of a confidence into like potentially going, um, a bit further. So, uh, be on the lookout for, for, um, uh, for more. Um, I will go back into road racing, uh, mm-hmm. uh, towards like January ish. Um, so nothing, nothing for the rest of the, that part of the year, at least anyways, right. into the spring, Pr- probably going back maybe next fall, something like that. So, uh, yeah, I'm definitely not looking. If you look at my ultra run sign up page, it's, uh, <laughs> you'll see. <laughs> right, right, right. All right. Well, uh, I'll be looking forward to, uh, continuing to follow along and, and see what happens. Uh, and guys, if you want to, to join me in the, uh, the Morgan runs a hundred watch. Um, oh, great. <laughs> it's official now at Morgan Dallas 13 on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Dizruns.com slash seven eighty four is a link back to the show notes today. Um, so many good things, so many things that we didn't get to. Uh, but Morgan, thank you so much for, uh, for taking the time today for taking a little more time than I, uh, in, in originally intended and kind of suggested, but, uh, appreciate it. Uh, and certainly wish you nothing but the best going forward. Yeah. Thanks so much, Jenny. I really appreciate it. And it was uh, great talking to you today. All right, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. I hope you enjoyed the conversation between Morgan and myself. And as always, would be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was something that uh, is your takeaway? What is your takeaway from our chat today? Um, for me, probably no surprise. If you've been listening long enough, you know you know that uh, anytime we talk about Boston, there's always there's, there's almost always something that that is a takeaway from there and. Uh, while obviously Morgan's um, experience at Boston wasn't the one she had hoped for, um, the reason that it stood out to me and the reason that's my takeaway is just is just that reminder. And it's it's something that I think we all can use this reminder once in a while, at least certainly myself, even though I, I know this and, and, and hope that I would have reacted the same way. Um, it's always good to be reminded that, that, you know, stuff can happen. Stuff can happen. Things can go wrong on race day, whether it's weather, whether it's somehow your body just doesn't 
doesn't do what it's supposed to do, even if you haven't done anything different, even if you've eaten most of the same things, fueling as as you normally would, sometimes your body just doesn't want to, doesn't want to. And so when, you know, when shit happens on, on race day, you know, you, you gotta adapt, you gotta adjust. And, and as much as it, as much as it sucks, and especially for the marathon, when, you know, especially for a big marathon, a goal marathon, this is the race you've been training for. You wanted to go out and and run well. Um, it sucks when, when things kind of go sideways, but all you can do is kind of adapt, adjust, change, change up the plan, change up the goal. Um, and, and hopefully keep moving forward. Although maybe you might end up getting to a point and thankfully this didn't happen for, for Morgan where you might have to make the choice to, to no longer keep moving forward and, and pull yourself from the race. Um, but again, what the, what the takeaway is, is just that, that, that things happen, things happen that are unexpected that we can't plan for. Um, and that sometimes when those types of things happen, it, it completely derails our race and what we were expecting, what we were hoping for. And it sucks, but all you can do is, is try to do the best you can to adapt, to adjust, to keep moving forward. And, you know, hopefully have the opportunity to, to redeem yourself or whether it's at that same marathon again, like I know Morgan's working towards getting, you know, towards having a much better race at Boston 2020. Um, but whether it's, it's that, or whether it's just the next race or hitting a good workout or doing something to kind of get that bad taste out of your mouth. That's, that's what comes next. But you know, bad races happen to all of us. Um, it sucks. It's not fun, but when, when things start to go sideways, just adapt, adjust and try to keep moving forward. And, uh, and then it's okay to be upset. It's okay to be frustrated. It's okay to, to grieve a little bit, um, because it's, it's grief cycle that you're going through. Right. So, um, Morgan obviously went through all of that and, and it's okay if you go through those, those same stages, that, that same process, um, when you have a race that goes sideways. So that was, that was my takeaway. Shit happens once in a while. It sucks. But hopefully, it's something that we can learn from, bounce back from, and and grow from long term. But in the near term, hopefully, it's something we can adapt a bit, adjust our plans, adjust our goals, and do do the best we can given the unpleasant situation in which we find ourselves. So, uh, enough rambling for me. That is my takeaway. What about you? What stood out to you from today's episode? As always, I would love to hear it. I'm at DizRuns on Twitter, at DizRuns on Instagram. You can always send me a message, slide into the DMs, comment on the post, whatever it is, uh, with your with your comments and feedbacks and takeaways from this episode. You can also shoot me an email, of course, DizRuns at gmail.com. And last but not least, you can head over to the show notes for today's episode, which you can get to at DizRuns.com slash 784. And there we've got all the links, photos, um, all of the things from today's episode get there at disruns.com slash 784 so with that we'll go ahead and, and put a bow on this one uh, consult calls are available if you need them disruns.com slash consultation you can also pretty easily navigate it from the show notes if you head over to the show notes and you're like yeah i really could maybe use a call for something maybe to plan your goals for the new year which i know is still a couple months away but depending on when you're listening to this it might only be a few days away um, or maybe it been a few days ago and you're still not sure what you want to do for the new year. Maybe that's, that's a good use of a call. Whatever. If there's something that you need, something that you would like, the op- opportunity is there. Dizruns.com slash consultation. So with that, we'll go ahead and put a bow on this one now officially. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you uh, got something from it. And if you did, hope you would be willing to share it with me. But uh, until next time, y'all, please be well. Please take care of yourselves. Uh, have a great run whenever your next run is. Hope it goes well for you. And if there's anything I can do for you, just let me know, all right? Take care. Talk soon. See you guys.